I V M. News kids on the block. We bring to you stories that top the nation's papers, fresh from the IVM and the Senate International School Desk. Hi, I'm Kavya. I'm Anya, and I'm Trivik. And welcome to this episode of News Kids on the Block, where we give you all the top news updates of the week. Um, I will take us into the first story of the day, which is uh, a little bit of a girl power story. It is about Captain Abhilasha Barak becoming the first woman to join the Army Aviation Corporation as a combat aviator after she successfully completed six months of the combat Army Aviation course. The Army said on Wednesday, and I quote, She has been awarded the coveted wings along with 36 Army pilots today by Director General and Colonel Commandant Army Aviation, Lieutenant General A.K. Suri, during a valedictory ceremony held at Combat Army Aviation Training School in Nasik. And I think this is really cool because I think it's such a great way to inspire young girls that are aiming to do the same thing or have any sort of interest in that. And um, it only starts here and hopefully it will expand more and she will be someone that inspires many really exciting news. Yeah, Kavya, I definitely agree with you. I think it's some really great news and I think that it's another um, amazing step forward for women, in the, especially in the military. Well, with that, we will move into our next story for you today, which is actually some really cool news as a 10-year-old girl from Maharashtra has summited the Everest Base Camp. So a little 10-year-old champion skater from Boli Rhythm Mamania has become one of the youngest Indian mountaineers to summit the Everest Base Camp EBC in the Himalayan Ranges in Nepal. And Rhythm is her name, to be clear. Rhythm had no coach or formal training and would practice by running up and down the long flights of steps near Shastri Garden at 5 a.m. And neither the perils of low oxygen at a height of 5,364 meters above sea level, nor spells of nausea, nor blisters on the feet halted the determined mountain goat in her track. Around 1 p.m. on the 6th of May, the class 5 student of Met Rikshul Vidalia Bandra submitted the Everest base camp with her proud parents Urmi and Harshil by her side. And with that, we will take a short break. Welcome back to News Kids on the Blog. I'm your co-co-co-host Anya and our next story for you today comes from the US. It's not unfortunately good news where uh, recently in Texas's Ulvede, there was a school shooting. Um, witnesses say that the police were urged to enter school during the attack, but they didn't. And as a result of this, 19 children and two adults died. This shooting happened in an elementary school called the Rob Elementary School. And like elementary school essentially just means like the children who died were really little. They were celebrating the end of the school year at Rob Elementary School and a gunman just came in and opened fire. Um, Some of the students who died were aged as young as 10. I think the oldest one was about 11 maybe. And CNN had this really nice post where they just like talked about the event and then they had just these little slides about some of the students like Lexi Rubio who... Uh, made the all A honor roll and won a Good Citizen Award. And Jose Flores, who was also killed, and he was described as a amazing Kiran big brother, and he loved baseball and video games. And, you know, they just kind of talked about this a lot. Another girl who died, her father, after finding out her name was Amiri Joe, he just said, please don't take a second for granted. Hug your family and tell them that you love them. This shooting... As sad as it sounds and as horrific as the event is, it's only been one of many, many, many gun violence incidents and school shootings that continue to plague the U.S. Some statistics show that in the U.S., as per every 100 residents, there are 
120.5 firearms per 100 residents that's more firearms than there are people if you think about it the next on that list is yemen where per 100 residents there are 52.8 guns i mean that just just think about that statistic for a second this research shows that under 3% of the population became first new gun owners between january 2019 and april 2021 and it also exposed the fact that 11 million people to firearms in their homes including about 5 million children and out of these gun owners in that time period half of them were women and 40% were either black or hispanic now the whole concept of like the gun law debate i think is guns are firearms they're weapons essentially but also in a place like america where we constantly see uh, people of color and women coming under hate crimes coming under circumstances that genuinely do harm their lives it is used and it is seen as a tool of protection it is self protection but at the same time because the gun rules aren't regulated enough it's very easy to get access to a gun for example in this particular this texas incident Sara Sandra Para a woman who lived down the street from the school said that this kid was just 18 you have to be 21 to drink uh, she also said that she doesn't have a gun herself but if she did it was it would be for protection in texas it is legal to buy a gun at 18 and the attacker bought his uh, soon after his birthday according to bbc Um about 52% of Americans feel that gun laws should be more strict. 35% feel like what is currently the state of it is fine and 11% believe that gun laws should be less regulated. Also if you look at an international comparison of all gun related killings as a percentage of all homicides in the UK it's about 4%, in Canada it's about 37%, in Australia it's 13% and in the US it's 79%. Like I said this incident was just one of many the most horrific or the worst mass shooting that happened in the US since 1991 happened in 2017 in Las Vegas Nevada where just over 50 people more than 50 almost 60 people were killed this Uvalde uh, Texas shooting comes in sixth after that today there have been out of the 50 states in the US about two states regulate assault weapons and about eight states ban assault weapons this just tells us how accessible guns are and you know this this shooting is just devastating especially considering the fact that these children were so young and you know we pray for their families and for their support and we hope that we could find a day where these shootings just stop because it's brutal horrific violence Yeah, Anna. I really think that this is a wake-up call for the government to make gun laws more regulated because we can see the dreadful effects of it being so like available. So yeah, I will take us into the next story, which is about a new disease that has been discovered in the world today, which is monkeypox. The World Health Organization confirmed that. There are 131 confirmed cases of monkeypox and a further of 106 suspected cases across 19 different countries and this is just um today's statistics so it'll constantly be changing. Monkeypox is an infection that is um spread mainly by wild animals like rodents and primates and it originated in parts of western and central Africa according to the United Kingdom's National Health Service and some of the um symptoms of this disease are mild illnesses but the main thing is like a chickenpox kind of rash that occurs throughout the body as well as backaches headaches and high temperatures the national health service says that it is uncommon for the infection to spread through human contact but it can happen if a person touches monkeypox skin blisters or uses clothing 
um, or bed sheets or something like that of those who have suffered from the disease or are suffering from the disease. But as more research is being done, it is also being discovered that this may be some sort of a one of its variants, maybe a sort of a sexually transmitted disease that can be transmitted through sexual activity. And this was confirmed by a WHO official, David Heyman. He added that close contact was the key transmission route for the spread of monkeypox. So yeah, countries have started offering smallpox vaccines to healthcare workers, which is it's obviously not the same disease, but it might have some sort of effect. Vaccination against smallpox was demonstrated through several observational studies to be about 85% effective in preventing monkeypox. So I think this is coming at a bad time, obviously, because we still are dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. It's still not gone anywhere. In fact, it's only getting worse in some countries. So if this becomes a bigger issue, it could become like it could be really devastating because we're already using so many of our resources for COVID. So um, I really hope that this doesn't spread and this doesn't become as big of a situation as COVID did and COVID is. With that, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back on News Kids on the Block. Welcome back to News Kids on the Block. Our next story for you today comes from Kedarnath, where a recent article pointed out that amid the Chardham Yatra, there was a crazy amount of plastic objects like bags, bottles, etc. And camping sites, etc. just looked like trash dumps as opposed to campsites or sacred sites. Because of the pandemic, many people were unable to complete this Yatra in the past two years. And so therefore, a lot of people have now started going on the Yatra. And the Chartam Yatra includes four places that create a circuit, including Gangotri, Yamunotri, Kedarnath and Badrinath. Now, essentially, ANI tweeted a photo which showed that these tents were spread across like large pathways and there were snow-covered mountains and everything in the background. And it was this picturesque scene, except for the entire ground was littered with objects. And it basically just looked like a huge dump, according to NDTV. Uh, ANI captioned the photo, heaps of plastic and garbage piled up on this stretch leading to Kedarnath as devotees throng for Chardham Yatra. Um, they also quoted Professor M.S. Nigi, the head of the Department of Geography from the Garhwal Center University, saying that the way plastic garbage is piled up in a sensitive place like Kedarnath is hazardous for our ecology. It will lead to erosion, which can cause landslides. We must keep in mind the tragedy of 2013 and remain careful. Now, religious pilgrimages in our country, you know, there some of these, uh, we, we go for them very passionately or, or we see people going for them very passionately. But what comes with these traditions and what comes with these processes is also a large amount of waste. And this isn't the first time that this has happened. For example, often you'll see, or even if you just go and speak to somebody who's gone and visited Rishikesh or Banaras, they'll say that along the Ganga or along this river, you know, there was just floating piles of trash and flowers and stuff like that. There have been multiple initiatives where I think there was this one company where they just took temple flowers and stuff like that and converted it and made it into paste that they could then make into agarbattis so that you had eco-friendly agarbattis. So this is a genuine problem because we can go for these pilgrimages and spend hours doing them and everything. But the trash that is left with that uh, leaves a significantly devastating impact on the environment. Um, And to think that these are places that are not only tourist hotspots, but just also local places, they're also sacred places for people. And to kind of see that area cluttered and littered in the way that these photos show is quite sad to think about. 
so i think that this uh, is definitely like a bit of a wake up call it should be a wake up call to just retract your steps and think about the importance of littering and how that affects the environment be it in a city like mumbai outside your house or from a train window or something to you know going on such a yatra or going anywhere for that matter yeah i think we'll pass it on to trivik for our final story of the day thank you anya and now it's time for our final story of the day and this story is actually about the champions league final we have coming up on the 28th of may Oh, it will be at twelve thirty a.m. Indian Standard Time on the twenty ninth of May. So make sure you catch that. It is going to be a blockbuster of a game between Liverpool Football Club and Real Madrid. Have gone through a lot of comebacks this season to get where they are. They've overcome some large, large deficits to get to the point to get to the top, really. And now they're here. They've got a point to prove. And this Liverpool team also have been on stunning form. They've won both their domestic cups. Narrowly missed out on the Premier League title by one point last weekend. Heartbreak for them, but it's definitely going to be motivation for them to win. So I don't know, guys. Let's see what happens now against Real Madrid of Spain. Liverpool, Jurgen's Reds, my team. Which you guys can't see, but my wall. Is painted in Liverpool colours. Um, should be a cracking game, and let's see, Kavya, what do you think is gonna happen? Liverpool's number one fan. Yeah, obviously Liverpool is gonna win. Is that even a question? Anyways, that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of New Skids on the Block. Don't forget to tune in to us every Friday for our fresh take on the news from across the globe. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other podcasts on the IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you next week. But till then, do share this episode with your folks. Stay safe. And don't forget to do your homework.